Last week, we looked at a prophetic theme running through much of the Bible, and it's end times deception. In Jesus, he talked uh, about it in depth, and it's one of the primary focuses of the book of Revelation. These prophecies, listen, uh, we're watching them in the beginning stages right now of being fulfilled, and it is amazing how much deception there is. As we think about it, lies are nothing new, but the scope and scale of deception in our fake news-infused society is not like anything seen before. Today's technology can turn a simple falsehood into a global tsunami of deceit. Now check this out. I'm gonna show you a short video with two circles, and it helps to explain how easily people are manipulated. Okay, check it out, watch this, and I'll be right back. Despite what you might be thinking, these two circles are not equal. I repeat, these two circles are not equal. One is in fact larger than the other. What I need you to do is determine which one that is. So, please raise your hand if you believe the blue circle is larger than the red. Alright. Please raise your hand if you believe the red circle is larger than the blue. Alright, very good. Now, before I said anything about these two circles, what was your first instinct? Equal, right? Because they look equal. And the reason why they look equal is because, in fact, they are equal. These two circles are identical. <laughs> Yet, I got just about every one of you to raise your hand and say that they're not. So, what did we learn? That you can be manipulated like that to believe in something that goes against your natural instincts. Just, just imagine, just imagine as a child, you're taught that the blue circle is larger than the red. If you say it enough times, you convince yourself that's the truth. If you're told the lie enough times, it becomes part of your reality. And if enough people are taught that lie, that the blue circle is larger than the red, well now it becomes part of the culture. And if that culture then passes that misinformation along to the next generation, well now it becomes tradition. All right, so you see that and you go, man, so easy and so much manipulation. And we can see the direction that everything is going. But I'm going to read to you something else because this gets into the deception that is coming out of the laws that we see regarding even things like straws and the climate. Now listen to this. In 1991, 1991, I want you to think of that. What was that? 30-some years ago? In 1991, the Club of Rome published a book titled The First global revolution. And here's the quote from that book. It's searching for a common enemy against whom we can unite. They wrote, again, this is a quote, we came up with the idea that pollution, the idea that pollution, the threat of global warming, water shortages, famine and the like would fit the bill. I mean, get that. We came up with this idea. We need this common enemy. We need to, we need to work this out. That was a quote, by the way, this was in my first book too, and, and looking at it and how real all these things are in the direction it's going. Okay, it continues. This is again, this quote, Club of Rome, 1991. From the book, here it is again, the title, The First Global Revolution. That's the title of the, the Club of Rome's book. Okay, continuing with the quote. All these dangers, that'd be pollution, threat of global warming, water shortage, famine, and the like, would fit the bill. All these dangers are caused by human intervention in natural processes, they say, and it is only through changed attitudes and behavior that they can be overcome. Get that, 
got to change their attitudes and behavior to the humanity. Then they said this, the real enemy then is humanity itself. Folks, that's what they said. They put that in writing in their book, 1991. And we are seeing it all play out. They've created an enemy. They've made it up. Let's say, let's use this and go with it. Now, it gets even stranger. Talk about deception. Think of the two circles, how easy it is to deceive people. 1991, the Club of Rome, what they said, gets even weirder. Back in 2011, a nine-year-old boy did some research on plastic straws. I want you to think about that. He concluded that Americans use over 500 million plastic straws every day. He was dead wrong. No one knows what the real number was or is, but simple math proves the absurdity of his number. Uh, but he was only nine. 500 million plastic straws every day. But he's only nine years old. All right. Even so, environmental groups picked up his bogus number and put it on their websites and in their news releases. Mainstream media outlets found it. The New York Times, USA Today, CNN, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the Washington Post and almost every other major news outlet in the United States began to routinely use his number. And then five years ago, the New York Times fact-checked themselves. What a shocker that is. And the rest of the media regarding the number. To their credit, they explained where the number originated and its extreme inaccuracy. But even today, the lie won't die. Ask Google how many plastic straws Americans use every day. Uh, the end search will result in news stories and environmental websites telling you that the number is 500 million. Uh, down the list, Google eventually links to the Times article debunking the whole thing, but mostly you will find articles confirming the bogus number. Now, this may seem like a benign example, a sort of joke on the media and environmentalists who take it seriously. So the kid got it wrong. Big deal. The laws have been passed and more are being proposed based on an absurd number concocted by a nine-year-old. Okay. Now remember, Club of Rome, 1991, they wanted to make it this way. So pretty much they all jumped on the bandwagon of a false number from a nine-year-old. Wow. Why? Because it serves their purpose. Just like that Greta Thunberg person. So another thing about deception is that it goes hand in hand with theft. So it's not surprising that people can now steal your face and voice by making deep fake videos. So we have deception coming in all different forms. And now we think of voice and deep fake videos. I talked about that last week uh, with Scott Townsend. Uh, and the computer programs creating the fakes continue to get better and cheaper. Individuals, criminal organizations, businesses, and, and governments will soon be able to routinely use your image and what seems to be your words and actions for their own nefarious purposes. When the police find a murder, for example, they know there's a murder. Murder proves the existence of the murderer. In the same way, deception proves the existence of, get this, a deceiver. Listen, this isn't rocket science. People have always told lies, but last day's deception will be used, orchestrated, and augmented by the ultimate deceiver. His name it was once Lucifer. And he still presents himself as an angel of light, the one with all the answers.
the wonderful one on the scene. He is, in fact, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan. Revelation chapter 12 says, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil he has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. This tells us that Satan has a sense of his impending doom. And as a result, he works harder as his time grows shorter. And his MO has never changed. The Bible first reveals him in Genesis chapter 3, and he did there what he's been doing ever since. He lies, he deceives, and he fools people. In John chapter 8, verse 44, Jesus said to the Pharisees, You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and he does not stand in the truth because there's no truth in him. No truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar and the father of it. In contrast to that, uh, Jesus said in John chapter 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the truth. He's not just a teller of truth. Like other religious leaders, he is the truth. If you want to know what truth looks like, look at him. So how would a created being like Satan fight against the Almighty God? A deception of the creatures God loves. He attacks truth with lies. Adam and Eve capitulated to the father of lies. And we see it happening all around us. What is destroying churches, nations, schools, industries, families? It's lies. The deceiver speaks and the people listen. When he speaks a lie, Jesus said, he speaks from his own resources, for he's a liar and the father of it. With that, so what do we do? Well, the bottom line is this. In whom do you trust? University campuses often have, think, I mean, think of this, safe spaces. Really, what they are is a shelter from reality for specific groups. Uh, places where no one will challenge them or contradict their prejudices. But God has a safe place for you also. But unlike university safe spaces, it's not a shelter from reality. You'll still be living in this world, just not of this world. You will still be challenged by lying men and lying tongues and all kinds of deceit. But in the midst of all that, God has a place of truth and enrichment, strength, and shelter. In Psalm 31, for example, the Bible says, How great is your goodness, Lord, which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you. In the presence of the sons of men, you shall hide them in the secret place of your presence from the plots of men. You shall keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. Listen, where is your safe place? Think of this. Not safe space like those who want to escape from reality and don't want to be challenged with the truth. Just the opposite. Your safe place, the real safe place, is in the Lord's presence. Even when lies attack and belittle you, His presence shields, surrounds, and fills you. The New American Standard Bible says, you hide them in the secret place of your presence from the conspiracies of man. You keep them secretly in a shelter from the strife of tongues. Worried about conspiracies? Listen, God has that place where he keeps you safe. Uh, the word translated conspiracies in the NASB and plots in the New King James Bible comes from the Hebrew word rokes, 
It literally means a snare. Listen, snares are based on deception, and there's a whole lot of deceptions that are placed out there right now. Listen, whether it be bait on a hook to catch a fish or a carrot to trap a rabbit, that's deception in action. The conspiracies of man ensnare those who are vulnerable to them. But the followers of Christ are safe. In our society, physical safe rooms can be found in homes of the rich and famous, but God's safe room is portable. It goes wherever you go. And unlike the safe rooms of the rich, it can't be bought with money. It's a gift he offers to all. It is Solomon who wrote in Proverbs chapter 29 that the fear of man is a snare, but it is the Lord who keeps us safe. Listen, this is not to say that you won't face severe or painful things. You will. It's part of life. But for those who practice the presence of the Lord, things are different. The 23rd Psalm says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Listen, how could I fear no evil in death's darkest shadow? His presence. Thou art with me. And for those that trust in Jesus, as the psalmist wrote, uh, we get to come before his presence with singing. Let his presence fill you with his peace, and he will keep you in his safe arms. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.